welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, the first one of 2020, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I'm one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by both of my co-hosts. I've let it go. (laughs) She remembers. New Year's resolution. (laughs) Just don't let the past haunt me. Don't let the past haunt me. Good. She remembers when the future was a promise rather than a threat. Whitney Nelson. Mm-hmm. That's me. And he also finds himself thinking of Johnny Depp. Evan Wells. I do, constantly. <laughs> that's... Yeah. that's <laughs> yep. All the Those time. are the only two quotes in this movie, believe it or Guilty. not. Guilty. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you all had a, a wonderful New Year and holiday season, whatever you chose to, uh, whatever you believe in and do there. Hope you also had a chance to listen to our most excellent crossover episode for Babes mm. in Toyland, which was a lot mm-hmm. of fun to record mm-hmm. and very, so good. very difficult to keep secret. I wanted to tell everybody, mm-hmm. but we had to time it just right. If you haven't checked that out, please do. That's uh, with Macintosh and Maud. Great episode. Loved it. Great, great times. Mm-hmm. It was cool to Good listen. Stuff. I don't I don't assume either of you. So I know some people are like, I can't listen to myself, so I don't listen to the podcast that I'm on. Mm-hmm. And that is generally the case for me as well. But because like I didn't do any of the editing for that one, I was like, well, let's see how this turned out. Because, you know, I'm like one step removed from it. And I, I loved it. Yeah. It was great. It was really, really fun. So yeah. I think that all comes fun. through. So let's get right into this. Up top, as always, let me just mention the website is coolbreezepod.com. Email us coolbreezepod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, as many folks do, at coolbreezepod. We have a Patreon, a neglected Patreon, but one nonetheless. You can check that out. (laughs) Patreon.com slash coolbreezepod2020. If you don't want to throw any bucks our way, a review on iTunes would be an incredibly helpful show of support. I think last year, because we're fast approaching. Uh, our one-year anniversary of this podcast, it actually oh happens mm-hmm. almost to the day for our season two reckoning is the one-year anniversary of this podcast, which is uh, real cool. Uh, I think we got two, if I, off the top of my head, maybe 15 reviews last year, 15 written reviews. Rad. So maybe 15 more or 30 more. I don't know, whatever. Let's try to double it. 200 more <laughs> whatever i you know i 1000 just... reviews oh my god do it for keanu you know yeah if not no one for, else not for us do it for keanu he would love he to deserves see it how well patronized his podcasts are he doesn't mm-hmm. have he probably doesn't use the internet anyway no. <laughs> do all that stuff reviews all that good stuff ev yeah <laughs> what are we uh what what <coughs> film? What cinematic masterpiece oh are God. we talking about today? Y'all, this is rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good word. Uh, rather unfortunately, we are discussing the film Ellie Parker. Okay. Um, the plot synopsis from IMDb is as such a hilarious comic portrait of a young woman's struggle for integrity happiness and a hollywood acting career uh-huh. mm-hmm. okay uh, i'm on board that sounds interesting mm-hmm. it was written and directed by scott are we going to go with coffee yeah coffee coffee yeah it's got to be coffee even it's though there's a coffee. y it's not too easy mm-hmm. at the end but yeah 
it's coffee who generally appears more often on the other side of the camera as an actor in films like some kind of wonderful tank girl and Mulholland drive. Okay. Uh, Co-starring alongside Keanu in this film is Naomi Watts, Jennifer Syme, Rebecca Rigg, Mark Pellegrino, and the director himself, Scott Coffey. Mm. Um, Whitney, I'm excited for you to tell me about the single digit numbers that the critics and audiences obviously would have given this movie. Uh, so we have a shockingly high critic score of fifty oh, percent no. for this movie. Whoa, it, that, that's a lie. Fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. We have forty-three percent from the audience. Neither of them are even remotely close to <laughs> how I felt about this movie. Yeah. Can I, the really um, funny thing about this is that the Rotten Tomatoes page for this movie just doesn't exist anymore. Like I literally <laughs> went to go look oh, it up man. and it's, it's probably for the best, but Hey, what do I know? <laughs> it is probably for the best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we have a, uh, we have some conflicting critic quotes here. Mm. One from Jessica Reeves of the Chicago Tribune, who gave it two and a half out of four and says the premise, someone trying to inject meaning into a necessarily vacuous existence is depressing. But there and there are moments of vaguely uncomfortable hilarity. The whole endeavor, however, winds up feeling flat and a bit dull. Okay. Yeah. Roger Ebert, on the other hand. Gave it three out of four and says, this is the movie they should show in college acting classes instead of tapes of Inside the Actor's Studio. (laughs) Uh, You know, I kind of agree with that only on the premise of showing how hard it is to become an actor. You think so? That's all. Not for like not for like taking away anything that it's a good movie, but just like more of a documentary on how hard it is to become an actor. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And we have a user review, uh, or we had a user review, apparently. There might, might not exist anymore <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Audi I gave it two out of five stars and said, Ellie Parker is an uncomfortable, a little boring, only slightly funny, really experimental piece of art. I wonder if I could have watched it without Naomi Watts' great performance as a struggling actress. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> This it is... wasn't wasn't good. <laughs> is that this all is, you really have to say? This is not a good movie. No, I'll say more. It <laughs> it did not work for me. Um, yeah. Pacing was bad. Uh, the plot is a pretty classic struggling artist plot, if there was one. Uh, the, uh, I was just about to contest that there's a plot at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there I, are snippets. I was about to argue with you on that um, sure. because there is no plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's literally no story to this movie. There's, it's yeah. true. It's just it's like a, a series of bunch events. of like a day in the life moments of yeah. working in Hollywood and being and struggling in Hollywood. This and is like a, a bad vlog. <laughs> it's exactly like a vlog. That's exactly what it's like. So it's you a pioneer, see her doing yeah. her her makeup in the car from one audition to the other, singing along to the radio, and it's like, cool, yeah, people do that. I don't need to watch it. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, if it were serving the story in some way, sure, I'm in for anything. But it didn't. There was no story to serve. It was literally just clips of a day of a person. She breaks there. up with her boyfriend. Might be a little bit of an arc. Mm. Yeah, maybe, but not really. Yeah. Um, and does she? You know, she's going on auditions. That's not. That's not a story. She's just going on audition. Yeah. She goes uh, to see Dogstar. So oh, she God. goes to see Dogstar. <laughs> um, and that's I, why we had to watch this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> Keanu's in a band. Because she on. went to go see Dogstar. She could have seen any other band. And then I never, ever would have seen this movie. And I would have been very, very happy. Uh, I will say there was one pretty cool shot in this movie i don't believe you but go ahead you'll agree with me okay the i also mo- don't agree but i don't <laughs> All know what up, it is. up front i i disagree go ahead uh-huh. the, the mirrors in the elevator okay that mm. it fooled me at least twice that we had like finally panned out to her as like not the mirror okay. there were two different times where i was like in my mind, it was like, oh, we've we've come all the way out. And then there was like another another reflection and then one more reflection. That was that was it. I was like, that was cool. And probably a little difficult. I'm pretty sure that this movie was filmed on a potato. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Sony P ten or something. They, Could stand for potato. Yeah. They yeah. put a lens on a potato and a record button. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I think I have my original Nokia phone taking better pictures than that that uh, movie. Yeah, <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah, not great. Um, uh, what? There's not much to think of Keanu. He played uh, in a band, right? As uh, as he did in Me and Will as well. Dogs like, are it, probably it almost, more famous for their movie appearances than their actual <laughs> music. Yeah. Music, yeah. He, I, I get the feeling that he wasn't even told this was a movie. It's possible. Very possible. He was just hanging out with Naomi Watts, maybe. Yeah, like, Naomi, oh, Naomi Watts is at my show, and there's a guy following over the camera. <laughs> That's kind of what I imagined. Yeah. I, I have a, you know, we had kind of disclosed our feelings about this uh, a little bit earlier for the listening audience. We don't, ge- we don't always do that, but sometimes we do, especially if we all kind of agree of a piece of garbage. Um, and I think I came up with a pretty interesting analogy for this movie. And I'd, I'd wonder mm-hmm. if the two of you would uh, indulge me for this. Um, do you remember what, well, you know, what actually sparked this is I'm feeling a little nostalgic about the podcast. Do you remember on our first ever episode where Evan compared Keanu to the band Creed? I sure did. <laughs> and everyone loved it and agreed with me. Mm, is that how it went down? That's yeah, not yeah, quite what yeah, I remember. Yeah, but yeah, if, it was if, recorded. Okay. Okay. okay, yeah. I would like to sure, make Sure, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. I would like yeah. to submit uh, another musical comparison. Uh, that I hope because you agree with the first one that I made. I, I, yeah, let's. I mean, if that gets us moving along, then sure, let's. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that this this movie, Ellie Parker, is the opposite of the Dave Matthews Band. Okay, let that simmer Ooh. for just a second. Okay, opposite. 
the opposite of the <laughs> Dave Matthews band. Here's what happens. A song from the Dave Matthews band comes on, and there's generally a little bit of instrumentation. And what you're hearing there is like incredibly skilled musicians absolutely giving it their all, right? The the drums, the bass, the 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 brass, everything is amazing. Mm. And then Dave Matthews opens his mouth to start singing and he ruins it. Ooh. Hot take. Whoa. I know. Wow. Yeah. This movie is the Everyone opposite. At, at Andrew on that. Go for you it. You can. You can. This movie is the opposite. Okay. Everything about this movie makes me hate it. The camera angles, <laughs> the quality of the footage, <laughs> the fact that the 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 person who made this clearly didn't really even know what a microphone is. Like no mm -hmm. nothing. It's mm. all actively I, I I I'm seething while I'm watching it. I'm like, no, yes. it feels yes. like no effort went into it. Like it was more effort for us to watch it than it was for this guy to make it. However, Naomi Watts starts acting, and it's not the whole movie, and it's not when she's acting like she's acting. But there are some scenes in this movie where you see her and you're like, I get it. She's a goddamn star. And it's true. Like, I mean, whenever this movie was made, it was, very, it was clearly like released after. Uh, what I'm saying is it was probably filmed before she hit stardom with like the ring or whatever. And they, sure. they're trying to do that cabin in the woods things where like, oh, now we can release this because we have like a bankable <clears throat> star. Yep. So I get it. Like, I get why. <laughs> Scott Coffee was like, oh, she's my muse. She's amazing. Maybe if I just filmed a movie with her, something great would happen. Uh, and unfortunately, that was not the case. But I, you know, I think Naomi Watts was doing okay in this movie. Again, hmm. given that it's nothing, it's a nothing burger. There, nothing, nothing happens. It's the opposite <laughs> mm -hmm. of the Dave Matthews band. Interesting. Does that work? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Not as good as like Creed, sure. but yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I never, I never I wanted to know reach... that I agree with any of those theories, but <laughs> right. I see where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> it's very similar to so over the holidays, I watched Cats. Oh boy! The theater to see Cats because oh, the more no. reviews talked about it, the more I was like, I have to see this sure. in person. I have to know what's going on. And Jennifer Hudson acts. Harder than I've ever seen anyone act. Yeah. And it's incredible because it's such a weird movie and everyone else is like, I'm just here to be in a weird movie and like make a big paycheck. Yeah. Everyone else is just having like a, a good weird time. And Jennifer Hudson's like, I'm going to act harder than anyone in the history of humankind has ever acted. <laughs> She, she's like, fuck you, Judy Dench. This exactly. is my move. And Judy Dench was like, no, I'm not, I'm not even trying on this one. Like, not that she wasn't good, but that's right. just because she's a charming person. Yeah. But like, she was just there for kick. Interesting. Judy Dench did not act in cats. <clears throat> Jennifer Hudson acted in cats. Okay. Hmm. I I uh I hate Naomi Watts. It's just a personal, I don't know why I find her insufferable. Okay. I think it's just because of Mulholland Drive. Right. Um, Do you like David Lynch? Films, generally? Generally, no. Okay. Uh, I don't hate them, but so I'm also the two together. not necessarily a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. All right. I understand. Um, 
I think that's when my my dislike of her started. But she carried what little there was to carry of this movie for sure. And so I had very mixed feelings about that because she's very irritating and she's the only thing that makes this movie work even a little bit. Right. And I was like, oh, the worst part about this movie is also the best part about this movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Yeah. I I wanted to talk about how it seems like a student thesis film. But I've actually, most student thesis films that I've seen are better than this movie. Yeah. This movie is so, it's not anything. It's so, like, masturbatory. Perfect word. Hmm. I feel like Nothing he, happens. Yeah. It's just a bunch of complaining about how hard it is to be in the movie business. It's a bunch of violin playing cry baby whining about your car getting totaled when you can't get an audition and blah 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 and how hard it is to go into an audition and then they say they didn't like you and then you see someone later at a music show like all of that is that's hollywood that's the job exactly sorry it sucks you, you don't have to be here um and like i get it i worked in hollywood i was in film for some time and i left because i hated it so it's not like I don't sympathize, but also with no plot and no arc to any of the, like there's no growth to anybody. Right. There's really no resolution. There is nothing. There's no, no. the last shot, no. she's just it's, walking away from the camera, smoking a cigarette. It's like, what? Just the? scenes from the <laughs> days in the life of a struggling actress. And like, it's not shot beautifully. No. It's off. It it's shot awfully. Guerrilla filmmaking completely. Like there's no real art direction in any of it because they just kind of filmed wherever they could for free. Um, the script does nothing for no. me at all. Uh, like I can't even remember anything that was said in the movie. <laughs> I was trying to think of a line just now and I couldn't think of a single line that was said in the movie. <laughs> It doesn't matter. None of it matters. They were, they were all bad. That's the thing. It was all bad. There was n nothing going for it. And not even a story to like keep you paying attention. This is, and I, I said this in the group chat before we started recording. Um, this is by far, in my opinion, the worst movie that we have watched so far on this podcast. Even yes. more so than One, one Step Away. Oh, and okay. Yes. It may be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, yeah! We did yes. it! I've seen terrible movies, and this one, the fact that it got made, and the fact that it has famous people in it, and the fact that it wasn't, like, some 16-year-old in a garage making this movie, angers me, because it was so bad. How yeah. do you have... How are you that committed to Hollywood and the industry? that you want to tell a story about it and have absolutely zero artistic take on it at all. Like right. you can't make this movie if you're not going to make it art. If you're, you know, an artist trying to be in Hollywood, it just, it made me angry. And also it made me very bored. And that's my feelings on it. <laughs> it's a dangerous company. It's a dangerous combination, angry and bored. Yes. yes. I don't know how, 
Roger Ebert liked this movie. I, I, I tried to see any possible scenario. And my only guess is that he's also weirdly adjacent to the industry. So he th- thought that it did say something. I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, like, a lot of the struggles and hardships it per- portrays are accurate. Yeah. That's what auditioning is like. That's what yep. not being able to pay your rent because you didn't get an audition is like. That's, you know, like, that's... It was accurate as far as my experience in Hollywood. Hmm. But, but that doesn't mean it's good or worth making. Yeah, like in the end, there has to be some story that you're telling. There has to be some sort of something that people take away from it. And I literally had nothing to take away from it. <laughs> I yeah, we don't know anymore. It's I didn't did write she, a single note. Did she quit? Like, did she really quit? I don't know. We don't know. We know we don't nothing. Know. We didn't about get any anything. kind of resolution or anything. So yeah, I had my notebook with me and, and pen next to me the whole movie, and I didn't take one single note because I was like, "There's absolutely nothing to say about this." This is yep. This is the this guy clearly just had some friends, right? Naomi Watts definitely did this for free, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for some reason, Chevy Chase is in this movie, and it's just so like that. May that's when I got angry. I was, yeah. like, I was like, how? this is terrible. And then Chevy Chase was there. And I was like, now I'm angry. Yeah. Yep. Why is Chevy Chase here? It was really mm-hmm. weird. I don't. I, I, to your other point about how this thing was filmed. It was definitely out of necessity. Uh, that guy bought a camera from Best Buy or Fry's, whatever they got, you know, whatever's out there. <laughs> And he was like, hey, <laughs> if I never, if I don't have a tripod and I just have this handheld thing, no one will ask me for a permit. <laughs> and that yeah, is. I've true. literally seen home movies With, that look better than this right. film. It's not great. And oh my God, the amount of times where the camera is literally three inches from Naomi Watts' eyeball is mm-hmm. so, it does something like in my stomach area, like not quite. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going, I have, I'm having some violent reaction to this composition yeah. right here. It's just, yeah. it's, it's hard to watch and not, not, it not, is. not in like it a Saul two way. Like, it's just like very difficult to like, I hate this. Uh-huh. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very, very hard to watch. And, um, I don't know. There's part of the way that it was like whatever camera they got from Fry's and then like (laughs) tried to return afterwards or whatever. Yeah. It looks like CCTV half time. Sure. Yeah. It's bad. It looks like surveillance, like elevator footage, especially when he gets like three inches away from her eyeball and it's like supposed to be dramatic. And instead it just looks like we're looking at her eyeball from an elevator security camera. Terrible. I couldn't tell for sure, but it seemed like the, so I don't know if this was, this looks like early digital, like when we were moving over to like DV tapes or something like that. I didn't Mm -hmm. look it up because I don't care at all, but (laughs) like. It it, was DV. It looks like a weird 
uh, like the frame rate is wrong. Like it's like the mm-hmm. one you'd use to film your kid's soccer game. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm right there with mm-hmm. you, Whitney. Like when think like film has a nice blur. Like a, it's a subtle, but like you're like, oh, it's a pleasing movement. So when you see things that aren't film, like a live sports or whatever, you're like, oh, this is different, but this is purpose made for a sport. This is a movie. That's why it looks this way. And then there's that weird one in the middle, which is like, don't ever use this. Like, whatever this frame rate, don't use it. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, yeah, it was It was mini DV. Oh. <laughs> okay. I probably had this camera when I was in yeah. high school then. That's <laughs> what probably, I'm saying. Yeah. It looks like a high schooler made it. Yeah. And it feels like a high schooler made it because there's so much, like, pathos and zero story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, there's nothing. I I didn't even bother to look up if this guy had gone on to do any other directing. You know, uh, it doesn't matter, but. I don't want to know. <laughs> it would just make me angry to see that he got any kind of success from directing this film. Well, you can get this camera if you want right now for around $50. Oh, perfect. This I want the one that was used for this movie though. That's what the I was actual signed, camera. signed by Scott Coffee in the early <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> Oh my god. It's so. been discontinued. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Thanks for nothing. Mini DV yeah. camera. Yeah, so that's uh do we have anything else about this movie? It's just how'd they get the no, bl- I... how'd they get a blondie song in this movie? How did they yeah. do that? That's true. How? He I must know. have known her. He must have known her. That's all I can think of. <laughs> I. It's all bad. It's all bad. There's not a good thing about this movie. No. Nope. No, no, no. And we've now literally said everything I have to say about this movie, so it's going to be short for the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah. Because we're done. We've exhausted everything that I think and feel about this movie. It's awful, and then that's it. I'm out. Let me... Well, I, I have one more thing. Hold on. No. Uh, the boyfriend, her boyfriend, her jackass boyfriend, Mark Pellegrino, right? I'll just say like a weird thing that, just a weird coincidence. Like I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I know this guy. I, cause he, he's still an actor to this day in like mm-hmm. lots of, he's always like a background, generally like a background player, right? Over the holidays, family stuff, you know, like let's put on, let's see what Disney plus has going on. It's national treasure. It's like a very non-offensive you know, whatever. I just put this, I just get kids here, everything like that. <laughs> Wouldn't you know that Mark Pellegrino showed up in that movie too? <laughs> like, that's yeah. the guy. Mm. What? This guy's weird. Just a very bizarre series of events. I yeah. never would have put on National Treasure if it weren't for my family. But wow. here we are. Small, small thing. I'm happy that he's got a, an okay career, even though he was not very good in this either. That's it. Mm. All right, should we do some some of the uh, universe's galactic uh, dark matter favorites? I I am shocked that trivia for this thing exists, but I'm so I am excited. Too, honestly, oh, that's terrible. How, like how on a scale of one to ten, Whitney? How excited are you to guess things about this movie? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah. All right. If I could make this movie not exist. I would. Ooh, there's a there's a, a there's a softball in here. All right, fair enough. Okay, well then, <laughs> let's tee it up properly. Here we go. Yeah, let's go. I guess. 
<laughs> Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! She's got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Oh my goodness, it feels good to be back though. Pop quiz, asshole. Oh yeah. This is our very own Quizzo show where the host, in this case Evan, asks mm -hmm. Whitney and I each three questions worth a point. If one of us gets it wrong, the other player has a chance to steal. Evan may also add a bonus question at the end, which apparently there is, which is just banana mm. sandwich, really. Mm -hmm. The points are as such, Whitney has 88, Ev 51, <laughs> and I have 52. It is anybody's game if you're Evan or I competing <laughs> outside. Well, Andrew, this is your chance because Evan go. can't answer questions and I don't like this movie or Naomi, so. The rage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Andrew, let's get you 36 points. I, I don't points. like her and I have seen very little of her movies because of that, so. Mm. Is the bonus this question is your chance. worth 36 points? Today is your day. <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> oh no, Whitney's going to be at 114. Um, <laughs> So we got to go back in time here and remember uh, before the holidays, what did we do? Something. Uh, so it would have been for... Andrew that went yes. last time. Okay. So I will take the helm here, I suppose. You are first. All right. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> I just, I understand now. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Andrew, are you ready? I am. What other movie was Naomi Watts working on while working on this movie? Was it A, The Ring 2, <laughs> B, <laughs> Okay, I'm keeping it's it going in. real well over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you hate this movie, but just a little bit longer with <laughs> Okay, was it A, The Ring 2, B, King Kong, or C, I Heart Huckabees? I love I Heart Huckabees. Boy, all of those seem way later than I, this movie. What I'm, did you say, Andrew? I'm going to say I Heart Huckabees. That's wrong. Unbelievable. I'm shocked. I'm going to guess The Ring 2. Wow, right out the gate. Yes, that's right. You did it! Okay. You don't hate Naomi steal. Watts as much as you think. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay. <laughs> Whitney. Mm -hmm. This is the feature film version from a 16-minute short that was directed by Coffee and starred Naomi Watts. Okay, well, it's making more sense now. They took 16 minutes worth of story and made it into a movie. Yeah, should have done it. it. Now. What was the Can name of... Of that short, uh -huh. was it A. Ellie Parker, B. Take your shot, or C. Ellie's days? Oh, I hate all of these. I hate all of them too. <laughs> I hate take your shot the least, so I'm gonna say take your shot. Incorrect. Okay. Oh God. Oh, I was gonna pick that. If oh God. <laughs> These are here. All right. Uh, let's just say, all right, it's, I'm going to go with Ellie Parker. 
That's right. <laughs> I had a blast making up terrible. Oh my God, names. Evan, you're really good. You're actually surprisingly <laughs> apt at that. It would be pretty funny for you to do some movie oh, parody man. names. All right. That's so good. Uh, all right, oh, Andrew. Okay. Which band did Naomi Watts's father work for? Naomi, okay. Was it A, the Rolling Stones, B, Dogstar, or C, Pink Floyd? All right, here's the deal. It would be soup, like, Dogstar <laughs> feels... <laughs> Dogstar feels like a trap, like, but on the mm-hmm. other hand, I'm like, maybe that's why they're in this movie. But it, can, it cannot be. No. Um... I'm. I. uh, (laughs) Dude, I got Pink Floyd. That's what I'm going with. That's right. Oh, shit. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome, actually. That's pretty awesome. It is. Okay. It's kind of cool. All right. (laughs) Woo. Wit. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Well, this one should make you angry. (laughs) How many awards did this movie receive? at the 2005 Seattle International Film Festival. Oh. Uh-huh. Was it A, two, B, four, or C, zero? <laughs> oh. I'm oh. gonna guess four. That's wrong. Okay. All right. Thankfully. <laughs> You're, all right. Uh, I'm going two. <laughs> Yeah, two is correct. Oh my god, it's anything greater than zero was the wrong answer, but oh. yeah. Yep. Okay. Ooh, goodness gracious. Uh all right, Andrew, this is the soft toss. Okay. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Don't preface with Scott Coffee, as we've discussed, plays a character in this film. Which character is he? Okay. Is he a Chris? the man that Naomi gets in an accident with. B, Justin, her boyfriend in the beginning of the movie. Or C, the acting teacher in that really terrible scene about teaching acting. literally torture. I I almost, it was like several points in this movie, I was like, I gotta turn it off. I can't. I I did not think I could finish the movie at Mm -hmm. that acting scene part. I was so convinced that I was going to fail finishing a movie for this podcast for the first time ever. Yeah, agreed. In that scene. (laughs) I was so uncomfortable. Uh, It's like how a lot of people had to watch The Irishman in parts. I also watched this in about as many parts as people watch The Irishman. Nice. Put it in perspective. I Uh, wish I had thought of that. (laughs) There's no logical stopping point. Just stop whenever it gets too annoying. That's the, uh, that's Mm, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, the the car accident fella. Is that it? That's correct. Oh, okay, good. I hate that. That is guy. the director. That would have been my guess too. That part yeah. seems like a part someone wanted to write for themselves. You know right, what the funny yeah. part about that is too? Yeah, I mean, obviously you would want to write yourself. Well, if unless you're Whitney, you may want to write yourself as the love interest of Naomi Watts. But that dude was like. I'm studying. I'm a cinematographer. <laughs> like, I wonder if his character was a better cinematographer than he was. 
that'd be an interesting character to play. Yeah, it's right. not, not, not much. <laughs> All right. Whitney. All right. Yes. That's me. What movie served as the meeting place for Mr. Coffee and Miss Watts? Oh. Was it Don't Forget About Me? What? B. Rabbits. Or C. Mulholland Drive. What? Well, we already talked about them both being on Mulholland Drive. So that's going to be my guess. That's right. You know it. Wow. Good thing you're paying attention. <laughs> um, Weird. Okay. Did you know that they filmed this movie over five years? That's just like a fun fact. That's... Is that fun? <laughs> you can actually tell because Naomi's hair changes lengths throughout the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty terrible. There is the level... That is it, right? That is the level of care that went into this movie, right? No, so mm-hmm. What other movie do you know... I mean, some movies take five years, right? The Irishman took a long goddamn time, right? But, and that's not, I didn't really care for it, but it was like, you could tell the care went into it. Yeah. No care went into this movie. Yeah, you can also tell because Scott Coffey's character shaves his head. (laughs) I did notice that. I'm his twin. Um, Okay. Weird. Bonus question. I hated that twin thing so much. Oh, I know. It was terrible. It was so bad. (laughs) Bonus time. Oh, what are God, the what are the so parameters? Uh, you each get an answer. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll say who's right. Uh, this is worth two points. Okay. <laughs> it is said that this film is based on a quote from the prologue to one of William Shakespeare's plays. Oh my God. Which play was it? I will read the quote. I'm going to mess up this prose, so forgive me. Iambic pentameter, now. Yeah. Oh, for a muse of fire that would ascend the brightest heaven of invention, a kingdom for a stage, princes to act, and monarchs to behold the swelling scene. Is that from A, Henry V, B, Othello, or C, the Tempest. God. We all know that I'm an uncultured swine. Why are you <laughs> rubbing it in like this? <laughs> I, hmm. I'm going to say Othello and probably okay. be wrong. It, you, it was Othello, The Tempest, and Henry V. Were those the options? Yes. Yes, Henry yes. V, I think. Whitney takes the cake. Whitney <sighs> does it. Whitney does it. I hope you're Ooh. proud because this wasn't a good movie. So I am proud. Great. I thought I was going to do terribly at this because I don't like the actress or the movie. Well, so I thought I was going to just tank everything. But see? luckily what? there were questions about Shakespeare and, and the yeah. rest of them were like timeline stuff. And I was like, yeah, OK. There you go. That's it. That is a pop quiz. And Ev, thank you. Thank you for your effort, which is thank which is very clear you. and apparent on movies mm. like this. <laughs> you're you're very welcome. Uh, the points for pop quiz are as such. Good lord, Whitney, ninety two points. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
coming up on those triple <laughs> triple digits. Evan no, uh, stays at 51. And I move up to 56. So again, good job, buddy. Game, as long as you don't count Whitney. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Evan, mm. I hear that I hear that you have a lot of notes for this film. So please, let's cut let's so cut many the chase. Buckle in, everyone, because we're going to be here for 18 hours. Get ready for this. <laughs> Just it's, kidding. It's a it, If it's longer than 10 minutes, I'll eat my hat. This is uh, a very abridged summary mm-hmm. of, of a very bad movie. Perfect. I Actually, I'd invite you to watch the preview, and that's all you need. And you'll, you'll know not to watch the movie. Interesting. It has previews, huh? I didn't huh. even know it had a trailer. Oh, it's bad. Um, okay, the plot in about four sentences. Ellie Parker, story of an Australian actress struggling to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, Ellie is young enough to still go to auditions back and forth across Los Angeles, changing wardrobes and slapping on makeup en route, but just old enough that the future feels, quote unquote, more like a threat than a promise. Um, we know that she lives with her vacuous, that's the second time we've heard that today, <laughs> musician boyfriend, who is Mark Pellegrino, Yeah, uh, who leaves her just about as dissatisfied as any other part of her life and has a very loose definition of the word fidelity. Mm. Helping make sense of their surreal and humiliating Hollywood existence is her best friend, Sam, played by Rebecca Rigg who is another out-of-work actress trying her hand at design, um, who actually attends these acting classes with Ellie to stay sharp. Mm -hmm. Ellie ends up getting into a fender bender with a guy who claims he's a cinematographer, Scott Coffey. (laughs) Strange um, analogies to real world. The whole claiming bit. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, her perspective on her work and the dating world starts to change because of this. Um, Does it? I don't know if it actually does change, but it starts to. I I thought you were going to say. That's not what I took away from it, but sure. I thought you were going to say that. I don't know if it starts to change, but that's what Wikipedia says. (laughs) Right. No, but I, I think. You know, when she meets him, she's like, oh, man, a cinematographer, this could be my big thing. And then and then they like she thinks that maybe she'll be romantic with him. And she's like, this could be a thing. But then both of those fall to shit. But it does start to change. <laughs> but it okay. doesn't ultimately change. Sure. Um, how embar- like awkward was that like lovemaking scene? Yikes. Yeah. All, all of the anything even remotely romantic in this movie was <laughs> like watching a scene if we had described to aliens what like a sex scene in a movie should be. And then they were like, OK, let's recreate it without knowing what love or sex or anything the humans do is. Yeah. They were like, OK, well, we'll make that happen. And it is so bizarre and so uncomfortable. Uh, final note. Chevy Chase makes an appearance as Ellie's agent. And it was very hard to watch. It was. Yes. Why was he so creepy? I guess. I don't know. 
I, well, I mean, Chevy Chase is creepy. He, yeah. I, he's always been creepy. He might be funny. He might be a comedic genius, but he's always been creepy. And that I, that's part of where his humor lies. That's yes. true. Yeah. I can, I can get behind that. Um, so that was the movie. What else happens? Any? <laughs> uh, nothing that I would need to get into. <laughs> uh, I mean, there, the, this plot description ends with about as much resolution as the movie does. So I think it's <laughs> perfectly reflected. Yeah. She. Oh, man. Yeah, so bad. It was not great. Um, uh, yeah. That is that. That's really how that's how it ends. Uh, that's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey. I mean, she is she going to quit? film is she not going to quit film does anyone care no <laughs> um yeah that's you know were there any are there any examples of movies that uh that do this right you know like this struggling actor thing you know mm. i'm thinking about uh you know what i'm actually thinking about that that did do it uh, pretty well, not necessarily movies, but uh, Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. Uh, yes, very, did Birdman it very well. Was more surreal. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, <laughs> they thought about it. Is what you're saying. <laughs> but yes, uh, but for sure that movie was way better and more accurately like portrayed the struggles with also having a story. Yeah. Oh yeah. From and not to mention, like, mind-blowing technical work. And I'm just actually realizing that Naomi Watts was in that as well. Oh, God. I, I honestly did not even think about that until just now. I was but thinking yeah, I think of we Emma have Stone. a big, a big fan on our hands, and he's just not wanting to admit it. I, hey, I will not be on that podcast, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I need a dissenting voice on my <laughs> Naomi Watts cast. <laughs> the Watts cast. Um, that's funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah but hey but you said Birdman was good and she just happens to be in that so it is, <laughs> you know. not all movies with her in it are terrible <laughs> that's great when the best part of your movie is her I have an issue mm. I'm gonna have a hard time interesting yeah. yeah yeah I rarely feel negatively about people unless They've actively done something terrible in their personal lives. Yeah. I'm either, I either like you or don't care. Her, that's, I actively dislike. She's a, one of the only people that I actively dislike. It's an interesting, like, it's an interesting hill that you've chosen. Like, are there any other, I, this is, I would much rather actually have talked about this than Ellie Parker, the <laughs> film. Is there any other actor you can think of that you, you feel this way about? Like male or female? Like, you're just like, no. <laughs> This person's awful. I mean, you know, or this person. I don't want to say. Oh, oh. Hmm. better not be Keanu. I Reeves. might have already. No. I might have already <laughs> mentioned this. Actually, now that I think about it, have I talked about Jason Statham? Oh wow, no. <gasps> really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This was on one of your other podcasts where maybe Jason Statham starred in a series of films. Maybe that we. <laughs> That podcast uh, may yes. or may not have potentially. That's where I first <laughs> uh, brought it up. Uh, so the so if you know anyone who doesn't like Zoe Deschanel, 
Okay. Yeah. Because I, of who she personifies and like right. the, the stereotype. Yeah. That's how I feel about Jason Statham for the same reasons for men. Interesting that Macho kind of. I feel like he is charming enough that people don't see it, but like everything that he chooses to take and everything that his character says very rarely ever. Like I have no problem with masculinity and even like over the top masculinity in movies. But when I feel like it's perpetuating toxic behavior and ideas, then I have a little bit of an issue. And I feel like Jason Statham is like the manic pixie dream girl of (laughs) dudes. Wow. That's, uh, I dig it. Hey, I dig it. I mean, um, and I don't dislike him enough to not watch movies that he's in. Right. I don't watch any, I have not seen any, I haven't seen the transporter or, or any of them where he's the, the like lead of the film where he's like the main person that you're seeing because I, I actually thought he was hilarious in spy. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, he that was, was my favorite role that he's ever done. Was him, you know, poking fun at himself in that movie. Yeah, and I think he did a really good job at it. But, um, but I just feel like I don't know him as a person and what what he's like, and if this is you know something that would hold up if I met him. But I just the roles that he takes are to me the embodiment of something that we shouldn't aspire to be, but a lot of people do. Interesting. Just like Zoe Deschanel. Hmm. And I don't actually dislike Zoe Deschanel, but I know that there's a lot of people who don't like her, and that's why they don't like her. Yeah. She's, you know, she's an elf. I can't dislike her. Mm -hmm. She's an elf. I watch that movie several hundred times every year. Only in December, though. (laughs) That's a lot of times. (laughs) No, it's not. uh, It's clearly an exaggeration. That's at least twice a week for a whole year. (laughs) But I compress that down into just December, so. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just alternates between Elf and Christmas Vacation, so it's fine. Creepy Chevy Chase, we get it. Um, Ev, I'm curious. Do you have a person that you? Not to make this a hate fest or anything, but it's, uh, a, it's always just curious to me. Is there anybody that you you see them in a movie and you're like, nope, I'm out. Um, you don't have probably. to have an answer. Okay, <laughs> right. It's a tough thing to think about. Like, oh, what do I hate off the top? It is of my off head? the cuff when you haven't been thinking about it to like dredge up in your memory the person that you're trying to avoid in yes, entertainment. It's true, very true. Like they tend to be very back of mind because you don't want to go see them, and it's not until like a movie poster is in front of you and you're like, no, nah, I don't want to see that. I don't like that guy. There, yeah. that it comes up at all. Yeah, there's definitely annoying actors out there, but I can't think of them right now. I can't. Uh, yeah, I mean. I could tell you an actor I don't dislike. I just never watch his movies is uh, Adam Sandler. I don't like, I just don't like what the guy. Boy, I, I hated Uncut Gems. Let me just come out here with the hot takes oh, and the bad attitude today. Wait a minute. Uncut Gems is a terrible movie. Wait a minute. You hate uh, Golden Globe nominee and winner, maybe? Uncut Gems? Yes. Oh, hey. Yes. I haven't seen it. I Again, it's I'd, terrible. I probably it's won't. It's terrible. It's. Like this movie we just watched, Ellie Parker. Okay. Only with a manic Adam Sandler cursing. (laughs) (laughs) Is it much different? It it doesn't sound much different than any other. Almost every line of dialogue, about 90% of the dialogue 
is shouted over someone else's dialogue at the exact same time on purpose. Like ev- oh. everybody's shouting at everyone the whole movie and it's all layered over one another shouting. Fun. Um, no one, no one like monologues in this movie because everyone's constantly talking over everybody else. <laughs> so if you just take this movie and you, and you like triple the amount of people speaking at one time <laughs> that's the and same then put movie. Adam Sandler in it, that's what Uncut Gems is. <laughs> Perfect. Actually, even more so, because Uncut Gems is, like, a shitty guy who does shitty things to people and gets shitty things done to him, and he makes poor choices, Uh and it's like, I don't feel bad for you. You're terrible to everybody. Everybody's terrible to you. You keep making bad choices. So, like, I'm sorry your life sucks, but stop making it suck so much, and it would be fine. And it's, and it's like, 48 hours, maybe a little bit more in his life, and it's okay. just, there's a lot of, like, a day in the life kind of stuff, like Ellie Parker. Huh. Anyway. Weird parallels. Yeah. Yeah. I probably uh, won't see it, so. It's also not good. <laughs> and it's, well, I don't need to. I, I will say I would rather watch this movie any day, oh, or I would rather watch that movie any day over Ellie Parker again. Oh, <sighs> They okay. are, they are both very bad movies. I mean, I'm sure that uncut. Gems... I didn't mean to come into 2020 with this attitude. That was not my my intent, but no, it just hey. happened to be the movie that we started out with. <laughs> I was all ready to be like positive and and you know whatever and start off the year on a, on the right note. And instead, I'm like, no, fuck everything and no, everyone. It's good to set up what you don't like. Almost as important as the things that you do, right? It's, mm-hmm. I don't, there's nothing, it's not negative. It's like, here are my preferences and here are the things that I don't like Adam Sandler. I get it. Hey, it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's me, obviously. You don't like Naomi Watts. We're, yeah. I get it. I mean, I can take or leave Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is how I feel about most actors. Like, whatever. I've enjoyed certain things. I don't enjoy certain things. Sure. He's had a good career. You know, whatever. He's doing him. For some reason, Naomi Watts uh, does not get that lackadaisical of an attitude for me, and I don't know why. (laughs) She does not get the pass. No, I don't Um, know why. I really don't. It's not like Jason Statham, where at least I have a reason. Like, I can explain to anybody why I don't like Jason Statham. And it's not because of Jason Statham or even his acting. I'm not saying he's a bad actor, even. I just don't like the roles that he consistently chooses. Yeah. Naomi, I just don't know why, but she rubs me the wrong way. All right. All right. I don't recommend this film. <laughs> no, I also do not recommend this film. I also do not recommend this film. So we got uh, right across the board. And listen, I am all for like the more people say that it's bad, the more you want to go see it. I.e. I went to go see Cats in theaters. Yeah. Go see Cats in theaters. Sure. We are saving you from Ellie Parker. Ellie Parker is not so bad, it's good. Ellie Parker is not even like, I want to watch this train wreck. It's like, it's just like, it should, it doesn't need to exist. Why does it exist? It's just, everything about it is subpar. And it's not interesting and it's not entertaining, not even in a bad way. Hmm. I think you'll probably both agree that like the the so bad it's good thing, generally those movies, they try something, right? Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. what that's what swings the pendulum. And that's it's, why I like movies that are so bad that it's good is because they're they're like swinging for the fences. They're right. going somewhere. They're trying to tell some kind of story or do something interesting. 
even if it doesn't pan out or even if it's hokey as hell, like I'm in for trying to do something. This movie didn't try to do anything. <laughs> this movie enough. tried to get inside of Naomi's head through her face with the camera lens. That's all it tried to do. Right. How close can we get the camera? To the camera her face? doesn't zoom. Clearly, the camera they bought didn't zoom. So to get like a close up, they had to literally get in her face. <laughs> oh. <sighs> this is such a bad movie. So, so bad. <laughs> all right. So now I'm super curious. So none of us recommend it. I that has been logged as such. Um where does this fall in your Keanu movie ranking? If we could even bottom, call this bottom, bottom, bottom. This is literally bottom. the last really one on the list for me. I was looking at the list and I was thinking, what would I watch again before watching rewatching Ellie Parker? And it is Literally every movie on this list I would watch again before watching Ellie Parker. Fun, fun. Yep. Now, I'll say this. Um, I, like, this, I didn't care about this movie, right? Uh, and I watched it in, like, chunks. And it was, like, kind of just chunks of time that I knew it's like, I have this, you know, we have this podcast together. We have an obligation. We're going to watch this thing. The last time I committed suicide, I actively hated that movie. I, I did not actively hate this. I feel nothing about it. So for me, Ellie Parker is going to be my second to last film. This is not, nope. to me, mm -hmm. the worst mm -hmm. thing we've watched. Because That's wrong. I, I, I think the last time I committed suicide at least had something to say. I hate it what it had to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, fair. That but guy, I would rather I would rather listen to someone saying something that I don't agree with than something that than not saying anything at all, which is what this movie was. Like I don't understand the point of taking the time and the resources, whatever resources they put into this movie. Because yeah. clearly it was not a lot. Right. But whatever favors you're calling in, whatever guerrilla filmmaking you're doing, whatever money you had to put down for the fry video camera before you tried to return it later like whatever you put into it there's no evident reason why this was made there's no opinion there's no story there's no moral there's like naomi watts does a fine job but she doesn't even do her best acting work of her career by any means so it's not even like a vehicle to get someone noticed it's true I don't know why they made this movie. And that's what upsets me so much is because it brings less than nothing to the table. Sure. And it won two awards, apparently, at a pretty prestigious film mm. festival. I mean, not a huge. They can suck my nuts. <laughs> oh! Wow. All right. Well, add that to <coughs> that's the how I feel about machine. that. <laughs> yeah. Add that to the data machine. <laughs> <laughs> right. I agree with you on all those points. Uh, however, I just can't explain how much I, I really, if you go, not don't go back and listen to the, or maybe do, I don't, whatever, I don't, I just remember feeling a certain kind of way when I watched the last time I committed suicide that I have not felt before or since. I don't think. So, all right. 
Second to last, and the last uh, last place for Whitney and Evan. So don't watch this movie. Please listen mm-hmm. to us. Don't watch this movie. Mm-hmm. I challenge mm-hmm. you to even find this film. True. Yeah. I want to say don't. I. No, don't challenge them to find this movie because then they're likely to watch it. Well, don't yeah. Look for it. Don't seek it out. It's hard to find, which is so much the better for all of you. <laughs> yes. It is very difficult to find for for a reason. Okay. Watch Let's... grass grow. Watch paint dry. Watch anything. Literally anything other than this movie. Right. Meditate. Do something positive. You know? Yeah. Don't. Yeah. This is what, 90 minutes? It's too long. However long it is, it's too many. It's way too long. Way too long. Like... <laughs> Like Whitney said, it was 16 minutes that they turned into. <laughs> yeah, it should have stayed a 16 minute short. And I still bet I wouldn't have liked that 16 minute short. But right. at least that would have made sense. Stretching 16 minutes into two hours clearly is is what happened here. As soon as Evan said that, I was like. Oh, OK. Ah, is, the l- there's nothing in this movie. There's literally less than 16 minutes worth of content. Stretched into two hours. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. All right. So with that, uh, this is one of our shorter episodes. I wonder why. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's talk. I'm about... honestly surprised it's gone as long as it has. Yeah, yeah really. we started talking about Jason Statham and Naomi Watts. I and I that was fine. That was fine. Mm-hmm. Evan, your homework is to find an actor that you don't like and tell us about him or her next week. Okay. But next week. Uh, Whitney is going to be leading us through our second film of 2020, Thumbsucker. Thumbsucker. Uh, have we seen this? Anyone? No. No, I have not. I've never even heard of this movie. I have heard of it. Okay. Um, I have not seen it, but I have heard yeah, of it. I hadn't heard of it. I saw the um, uh, poster for it because, uh, you know, the Rotten Tomatoes thing. And I'm like, this look, you know, sometimes you look at a poster and you're like, this looks like it might be like an indie darling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just got some vibes from it. I'm like, this might, just based on the artwork, I might like this. I don't know. I like, also have some indie darling vibes from it because I think it was talked about a lot in film school and that's why I know about it. Okay. Um, But again, I don't know anything about it, so I don't know how true that is. But that's also my impression of the movie without knowing anything about it. Right. So uh, hopefully that movie gives us uh, Keanu Reeves proper and not Dog Star. <laughs> yes. Incidentally, uh, somehow. I feel like we need to go through this list and vet the movies where he's just <laughs> in it playing bass for 30 seconds and then that's it. Because I don't want to watch any more of those. They're all terrible. I could say this for sure. Uh, Dog Star did not, they do not exist as a band going forward like years wise they broke up like right around i guess the time of this movie maybe this movie is what broke them up it was so bad that they were like we can't i get it (laughs) so i don't think we'll have any more of that uh to contend with which is nice because we've been fooled what two or three times now at the dog star business too many times (laughs) yeah has has pulled one over on us oh i hate it Mm -hmm. so yeah thumbs up Next week, uh, then the following week is Constantine, which is a mm-hmm. uh, biggie. And then we have mm-hmm. a reckoning. And then I have not seen Constantine. I'm excited. You've never seen 
Constantine. I have never seen Constantine. Nice. What an interesting. Yeah. I saw it in theaters and not since, but I'm, uh, I am, what an interesting movie to come in with fresh eyes. And yeah, yeah. you don't have that uh, thing that most people have, which I've been told two or three times now, which is like, it's not, it's not like the comic, but on its own, it's, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) And I'm like, I didn't read the very offensive comic voice that you just did. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to do comic book guy. Because I would have uh-huh. mangled that, but it's just the spirit is the same. It's like you yeah. know, worst Star Wars movie ever. I'll only see it three mm-hmm. times. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, one of those well, actually, people. <laughs> right, uh, not you, James. James underscore librarian, not you, buddy. He wrote me mm-hmm. directly. We love James. He's best. All right, let's wrap this thing up. We could have yeah. did it a while ago. I'm sorry. Just like talking. We're back into it, everybody. Whitney. Yeah, we haven't talked to each other in like three weeks, so we're just kind of <laughs> shooting the breeze. <laughs> it's great. That's what the people are here for. It is. Whitney, I assume if you've the, been... If they were here for Keanu, they would just watch Keanu movies. They're here <laughs> for our hot Keanu takes right off the grill. It's true. I would... Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. You can get Keanu Reeves movies anywhere. Mm-hmm. I assume that you've been back... You've done 800 podcasts since the beginning of the year, but, you know. I've done no podcasts since the beginning of the year. I've been this... on hiatus with all of them. Nice. Excellent. You're back with us. Sorry yes. to have brought you out of the hiatus, but also. We're first. Yeah, me too, but also it was time. <laughs> it's time to return. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell everyone uh, where you, they'll be able to find you in the very near future? Um. Yeah. So Historical Hotties is my, my pet podcast where we talk about uh the dead people in history that we fancy and uh you can find that anywhere at historically hot on social media or historicallyhot.com i'm also on occasionally on almost better than silence it's been really once a quarter for them lately instead of weekly um and then uh myth takes and I just recently, speaking of Macintosh and Mod, I just recently uh, did an episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic for their show. Nice. Um, so you can listen to me uh, talk about My Little Pony in Las Vegas <laughs> or Las Pegasus, if you if you are interested in hearing me talk about that. <laughs> Amazing, fun, mm-hmm. delightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ev? I know you've been probably making a lot of moves over the break. You had a lot of time, downtime to, you know, realign your social presence. So tell everybody where they can find you. No, that didn't happen. Oh, oh, my mistake. Sorry, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, listening audience. You know what they say about assumptions, you know? Uh, Yeah. Um, I am in the same places as... Every other time. So <laughs> Instagram, Evan Acre, uh, Twitter. I don't think I've looked at it since June. Feels, feels right. Oh, so, terrible follow. Uh, I would just say to go follow Whitney, honestly. <laughs> it's a better move. If you did, you'd know all about my mugging. Yeah. Nine years ago today. Don't yeah. Don't spoil it because it's a good one. It's a specifically Philadelphia thing. I feel that Whitney, you know, is it? I I know that. Uh, I, I mean, I know that's that you're pretty new to Philly. Nine years ago, I w- I had only lived here for 
two years. I I know. But I just feel like your the candor, the response is a. It just <laughs> feels like a very Philly thing. Like even if it was just two years, you you picked it up quick. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So mm-hmm. not to leave you in suspense. Go check out Whitney's Twitter. I'll also suggest to follow at Whitney, Whitney underscore Nelson. N e l s e n. Do that. Uh, the only read thing- my mugging story. <laughs> Do it. The the only thing I will pimp uh, is that uh, I'm getting back into streaming games on Twitch. So you can follow me on twitch.tv slash dark driving. And I was playing a little bit of the Jedi Fallen Order. And it's a very delightful and fun game. And uh, I'm going to get into some other cool multiplayer shenanigans soon. So uh, all the other stuff at dark driving everywhere. But Twitch would be a great follow, I think. Coming up. Coming up. We're done. We did it. Yes. And uh, so I guess we, uh, you know, it's been a while since I podcasted, but I think I pressed this button. That's the one. That's the one. Mm -hmm. And then I think I say, thank you all for joining us. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. (laughs) 